Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. The time is about 11.30 uh, a.m. Today is March 16, 2021. Reddy Newman PC does conduct conference calls every single day, uh, Zoom calls every single day. For those people who are in the Zoom conference, please uh, raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Leo, you can go with Medic. Okay, Rahul. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I am Manak. I'm just calling from I- India, Bangalore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, on 2016, I just applied for the H1B and then the petition is got approved for me. But unfortunately, uh, while going for the uh, uh, interview, uh, the, uh, I, uh, it, 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 it's, it's got denied. Okay, so uh, this, this is around five and a half years is over right now. So the another company is trying to approach me and then they are just telling that, is it, uh, uh, they're asking me to, we can try for the uh, new petitions uh, with the, with the old, old uh, uh, petition number. Is that a possibility? Is there, I want to know about it. Um, according to the technical rules, though, it clearly says that you must have had a stamping in the passport or you must have a I-94 while you're in the United States, though. That's what the rule says, though. We have seen sometimes, I don't know how they are doing it. Um, we have applied some of the cases just like the way you are telling. But in those cases, we have seen only like about 15 to 20% of the cases getting approved. Most of them are saying that you're not counted towards the H-1B number and they're getting denied. The technical rule says you're not counted. That means that you have to go through the lottery system. Okay. Uh, but uh, the still my uh, still my data, uh, uh, this number is, I mean to say, whatever that uh, uh, WAC number, uh, still, at a, uh, still, still right now is under the revocation notice was sent. It is in that. Uh, that's, uh, that's a different issue. What we're discussing is a different issue. Your passport never got stamped. Your uh, your passport never got stamped, and uh, your passport never got camped. You never had a 984. That, if any of those things happened, though, you would have been fine. But nothing happened for those things. Uh, it's very unlikely that your H1B will be approved without the quota. Next person, please. Thank you. Sneha. Hi, Rahul. Yes, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Rajesh. I uh, thank you for your time. I got terminated from a job and they gave me eight weeks to find a new job. Still running paychecks for next uh, eight weeks. Uh, when will my 60-day period starts? 
and uh, the if day, I change the the day you got terminated from the job though the money that okay. they are paying is a severance pay or something else though since your employment is last let's say for example on march 1st even though you're getting paid mm-hmm. until april 30th your 60 day period starts on march 1st not on april 30th right. okay yeah okay. i mean uh, if when should i change the status to uh, if, if i wanted to change it to f1 or anything can i do it before two weeks of uh, first is f there are multiple visa statuses one is b1 one is f1 one is h4 when you change to the f1 visa you have to maintain mm-hmm. the legal status until your f1 is approved which is going to take approximately 8 months to 10 months and oh. irrespective of how you count either you are out of status on april april 30th or mm-hmm. maybe june 30th is right so either way you can't maintain to go to f1 status do you have h4 option no i know yeah if you don't get a job though i strongly recommend that you leave the country and try to come back later on because okay. you are going to hamper your chances of coming back at a later date if you okay. keep trying to do on a b1 visa and other things you're going to hamper your chance of coming back okay i mean uh, i discussed with other people they said i can uh, change it to f1 visa they also gave me an admission in a college i told you that you have to maintain the h1 status h1 until you get the uh, yeah until you get the f1 approved that's taking between 8 months to 18 months which is way months, beyond so. way beyond june 30th so they're going to deny your f1 visa okay right thank you so much next person please sindhu Leo, can you go to the... Sudarshan. Hello. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, I can hear you, hey. sir. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when the filing date became uh, current uh, in uh, October, I was with the new... I moved to a new employer and my old employer didn't allow me to file uh, uh, for the uh, 485J. 485J. Mm-hmm. so and i moved back to the uh, old employer and right now they it looks like uh, uh, there is no filing date is it true what is your file what is your date right now eb2 2011 uh, may 4th no that is not current right now for filing it's not current the uscis uses the filing chart sometimes sometimes they use the final action dates though So right now they're using the final action date so it's not current you can't file the adjustment of status do, do you know when we can expect uh, when they're going to remove uh it's going to be tough though it's going to be tough to estimate i'm expecting maybe in october of 2021 uh that means that we're going to get the dates in september but i may be wrong in that though oh. thanks so every month you have, every month you have to watch it carefully to see is it the filing dates or is the final action dates every month you have to do that okay got it thank Next you person, thank you kamakshi kamakshi can you hear me rahul yes kamakshi yes oh, thanks for taking the call i spoke to you uh, before but i just have a quick question 
my mm -hmm. um, final action date is 2010 july uh, july 2nd and uh, mm -hmm. EB3 is current now and uh, EB2 is May, May 1st, right? You know that. May 1st of so, 2010. Yeah. So we are, when the October, the, when they did the filing in the October, I, I, I applied through EB2 and I already have the EID, everything ready in, um, with me. And I have my daughter who is going to be 21 in July. So and Your daughter and, uh, is going to be 21. Your daughter is going to be 21 in July. July. So what happened was my attorney already uh, applied the EB3 in November and I got the receipt also, but I don't have uh, the, the real uh, I-140. I did the premium processing last month. It looks like they rejected and my attorney does not want to apply the premium processing again. So I'm asking her many times. She said no, and she, she's going to talk to the USAS next month. And it's worrisome for me, but what is your recommendation if I apply with the I, I don't understand what is that they're going to lose by refiling. I, I mean, charges, I'm asking her so many times. I paid the yeah. I paid and she's not she's I mean, saying no, no. Well, then you move the lawyer to us. We'll do the premium process. Because I've been, see, this is a uh, lawyer who's doing from my hospital for the last 12 years, since 2010. It's the same lawyer. I'm not sure what to do. She made, like, she did not even do the F1 because she thought that I, she can apply F1 like two couple of months before she's going to do the 21. Remember, so I was remember I was telling. I mean, your life, your, your your daughter's life is at stake right now. That she has to swim just like the way you do, which is going to be a long time, 10, 15 years, or maybe even 100 years for her. But um, but I'll the premium processing. You can you can do one thing. You can go to the company and do the premium processing by yourself. They don't. You I don't need. It's a service. I don't care if I lose the $2,500 if I get you. I don't care. Do it again. Okay, but but with the EB2, what we have, the EID, you, if, if it moves next month... Well, wait, say, wait, wait. Let, 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 me, let me ask you one other question. You said that you filed an EB2 adjustment of status and you got an EID, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you also file adjustment of status with EB3 or you did not? No. I have to do it on April April first now because now it's going to it's current now. Current for the next April. so you April. so you're going to do in April first based on the receipt notice of the I one forty. Yeah. EB three one forty. Yeah. Okay, that's good step that you're doing it. That good step, but your 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 daughter is still not covered until I one forty is approved. Okay, but next month if the I one forty if the EB two uh, comes to July then she's covered she's safe. Then she's fine. Okay. But with the receipt, she's not safe. No, with the receipt, she is not safe. She needs to get the A140 approval. You she must be eligible to be given the green card. Until the I140 is approved, she is not eligible to be given the green card, though. So she's not saved until the I140 is approved. Okay, so I have to keep pestering her to do the premium processing again. Again. There's nothing there. What we do is that we get these rejections very often, especially initially when we filed, we got many of them rejected. Well, we just turn around, put another FedEx and put it back. That's okay. it. And then sometimes we did two times and we got those things. Every of them got accepted. Every one of them got accepted. So if she doesn't yeah. want to, I would want you to write an email because of you, my daughter is aging out. I will pursue the malpractice on you. I will drop an email for that. It's just like this, you know, you're a doctor and or, or you're medical care. 
if you don't give, you know, treat me for cancer. If you don't, you know, I will send an email, right? You know, this is your responsibility. I'll send an email to him, hey, do this. What is the loss they're doing? Just I'm, refile it again. Okay. So okay, that's when all I, I can when do. When I'm doing the I want I want four eighty five. Can I refile again as a premium processing the I one forty or? No, the do reason is now? that yeah, because the reason is that what we are noticing is that when you file a four eight five and when you file an I one forty premium, remember it got rejected one time for user, right? Remember I told you that I got rejected a couple of times too, right? If they reject the I one forty and four eight five, guess what? We're going to get the rejection after two months. So okay. it is not advisable for you to do premium processing right now, file an I-140. I would file the adjustment of status at the same time, keep pestering the USCIS until the final. And you know what? If Under your situation, once the 485 has been filed, this is what I will do. I will have two sets or three sets of I-140 premium processing until, they, until you get a receipt notice. Because sometimes it's taking 15, 20 days for them to issue a premium processing. File it. Two days okay. after it, file it. Three days afterwards, file it. I don't care about your money. You lose $700,500. I'm fine with it. Thank you. Next person, please. Sneha. Hello. Uh, Sneha. Hi, Rahul. So, yeah, yes, my L2 and EAD extensions were filed last July uh, in 2020. And I'm still waiting for them. And uh, they were filed in California. And currently, I see that they are uh, adjudicating cases that were filed on or before November 1st, 2020. And I did file a case inquiry. And for that, uh, they just said, uh, you know, they're not able to give any time frame when they will review my case. And I have tried to reach ombudsman. And uh, they, they also are not helping. And they're not getting positive response from USCS. And currently, uh, I'm trying again from congressman as well. So here, I just want to know what option I have because my L2 nothing is uh, actually outside normal processing time. Uh, there and is nothing else. There is nothing else I have on my table that I can suggest you to do. Okay. So Believe me, we used this, to do the court uh, litigation and that is having some hiccups. So we have paused on that. So yeah. there's nothing. So I, 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 I don't have. Uh, yeah. You contact, contact congressman. Sorry. You contact ombudsman. Mm -hmm. You have the service request. That's all you can do right now. Okay, I contacted you guys like a couple of months back. That time you were filing only for H4 litigation, but not. For I got H2. the point. Yeah. Right. And now, now uh, so uh, this Wisden Banias class action is going on. You think, uh, you know, it, that's some option for me? I can sign myself no, as a plaintiff. Even if you sign, if you're not signing, you're already in it, unless you don't exclude yourself out. You can sign for it. Oh, okay. Ela, Ela okay. is paying for it. So American Immigration Laws, which I'm part of it, is paying for it. So you can so sign for that, it. I thought 3K, I saw in the video, they said oh, we need to pay $3,000. Uh, like I don't think I, so. They're oh, charging. Email it to them. I'm uh, uh, getting an automatic so. response. Okay. I, I'll uh, find it because uh, they are sending an automatic response with a video and with all the procedure and they're asking us to pay for $3,000 there. Oh, I'm not aware of it. Okay. Uh, uh, class, action more question. Shoot, class action shoot is that even if you're not part of it, you'll get a benefit for it. Yeah, that's like after one or uh, three months, but uh, they were saying this will immediately sure, go ahead, go ahead. be there and I have yeah. an offer. That's why. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Okay, just one more question. Is the biometrics for L2 extension, like H4s? Biometrics are done or not done? No, it, uh, I did not get any notification for biometrics. So, I heard from so someone L2s L2 also have to get the biometrics before okay, the EAD can be approved. 
Okay. And if I go to India uh, with my L2 and EAD pending, okay, L2 will uh, uh, get nullified. Is it an extension of the L2 EAD? Yes. Yes. Both of them are extension, L2 and EAD yeah. extension. If you, go to, if you go to India, they will not nullify it. You can still come back and they will honor your L2 plus EAD as in the normal process. Nothing different. But one thing is that if you go to India, if you miss the biometrics, they will deny your L2. And then okay. subsequently your EAD will also be denied. Oh, okay. So if, uh, so I can still go to India. If my biometrics was done, I, I could have still gone to India. Is it? And with, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. But while coming back, uh, I should have an uh, L2, right? How will I enter the country? Of course. That's the only way you can come back. So only once that was approved, I could have come back from India. If I choose to you go don't, to India. What do you mean approved, ma'am? You go for L2 stamping. You don't need L2 approval. Okay, L2 stamping, I'll get it from India, but my uh, old EAD will still be running, right? I don't have to file a new EAD. If you complete the biometrics, you don't have to file a new EAD. Okay, if I don't complete the biometrics in USA, then I need to uh, file a new EAD when I come back to uh, that is, USA. Okay. That, that is right. Next person. Okay, thank please. you, sir. Uh, good morning, Rahul. Yes. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have a H-1B stamping, uh, which is valid until December 2022. And mm -hmm. I recently changed my employer. And mm -hmm. if I would like to travel to India and come back, do I need to go for a stamping again? Uh, no, you don't have to go back to the stamping again. When you come back, make sure that you show the H-1B approval with the new company. Make sure you get the I-94 that is valid until the new company's I-94 expiration date. And you do that immediately. Don't spend a lot of time on it, though. The reason is that if you spend a lot of time after you come in and they give an I-94 only valid until your previous H-1B company, you will be in trouble. Okay. So as first, when you enter, show them the passport, tell them, I'm not working for this company. I'm working for this 797 company. And okay. then when you come back, you go online, you know how to check the I-94 online, make sure yeah. that the validity period is the same as your 797 for the new company that you're working. If there is any problem, you can contact the lawyer at that time. Thank you. Next question, please. And one more last question. Is it okay uh -huh. if I can travel uh, outside uh, of this country when my I-140 is in the process and maybe amendment too? Which amendment are we speaking about? Um, change of location with the same company. Is it the H-1B amendment? Uh, yes. I mean, I'm still with the same company, but is it I would recommend. To... I would recommend not to travel when the H-1B amendment is pending. I would okay. strongly, you can travel when the I-140 is pending. Absolutely not a problem. I strongly recommend do not travel when the, uh, when the H-1B amendment is pending because okay. you are, you're requesting USCIS to approve the amendment and they have not approved and you're traveling, what if it gets denied or it gets RFE when you're coming back into the country? So I do suggest that you do not travel when it's, when it's pending, H-1B amendment is pending. Next person, please. Thank you. Vijay. Yes, hi Rahul, thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, so mm -hmm. I have a problem where uh, the I-485 adjustment of status I am the primary applicant, and uh, the prior three days has come out blank. Uh, however, my wife Excellent. also had, yeah, 
my wife also has uh, her own i140 but she is a derivative on on the application uh, but uh, it has come back with her uh, priority date on her application that's okay that's not not to worry vijay that much it's not a big problem you're okay okay you don't have to worry about it you can okay, raise I, a I service request to... online to correct okay. it they're not going to correct it just for you to be on the record it's not going to affect your green card application okay and the the difference of primary versus the derivative is that going to be uh, like uh, like i couldn't get an answer on the on over the call with uscis whether it will make, make the matter worse uh, if uh, if we need to I, be the... i i didn't understand what your question was for them to answer it okay. Uh, no, I mean, like, if I need, if I want to confirm, I, if I am the actually the uh, the, uh, the like the primary on their system, uh, then it will be like a relief to know that uh, that she is going to be the derivative and uh, she can change jobs and all. So I was wondering if I would recommend I would recommend just do your computer job. Don't keep on calling the USCIS for unnecessary and your because just because you have some weird doubts and then they you want them to clear. Don't keep on calling them and waste your time. it's okay you are the primary applicant they filed it your i140 was there underlying it just because they pointed out based on your wife's a number her priority date just ignore it vijay just focus on your job you're fine don't get panicked on these things okay thank you thank you so much rahul next person please navin hi rahul uh, i have a question so i have filed mm-hmm. my adjustment of status i have uh, received my ead advance parole from both me and my wife so now mm-hmm. i was planning to get married to the eb3 status so once mm-hmm. i change uh, i can go ahead and submit my i9 form right so similarly for my wife how can wait she, wait, I mean, wait, how wait, do... wait 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 uh, is your i140 approved yes you should tell that the other uh, medical person who came into it um you might have done the premium processing i guess yes yeah good um so now if if so you just want to get married to this one uh, are yeah. you working with the same company which has a h1b yes well live like a boyfriend and girlfriend right now there's no hurry to get married you you have no, both like, options uh, they may move me to some other location i don't want to get into this h1 amendment and all that okay got the uh, point yeah you just, you just give them the copy of the ead that will do yeah uh, that that i can i know that i can do for myself i was just asking mm-hmm. how how does my wife cha- status change from h4 to ead ah she can just give a ead to to the uh, to their company where she is working and they will so she's not working she's not working she's not working she doesn't have to do anything just fine uh, okay okay uh, like if i lose my h1 she may lose her h4 right once i switch that's to, fine so yeah. what do you want to do Put no i just wanted it? to know like with i9 you don't have form, no st- she's not working there's no i9 okay fine thank you unless abhishek. you're going to pay for, yeah there's no no paperwork required for her absolutely abhishek go ahead yeah hi rahul thank you for uh, taking the time uh i had just had a couple of quick questions on uh transfer of h1b visa so mm-hmm. i just got uh, interviewed by a small company they only have three employees and they are willing to um give me the job uh, i'm right now at a big bank so i just wanted to understand like can that company of that size um initiate uh, they have never done a visa before h1b visa before can they initiate a h1b transfer how much time does it take and uh, 
uh, if I if they do, why, do while it, uh, while we are speaking, can you check their address if they have an office space or not? They don't have. They they work virtually. All the employees, all three of them, work virtually. Yeah, that's going to be tough to get the H one B visa though, because USCIS want to inspect an office though. If they don't have any, is that are you going to work full time for this job? Leave your existing job? Yes, I'm on a visa, so I can't do. I think two two jobs anyways. So okay. Uh, well, you can. I mean, I think my present employer would not allow me to do that because I work in. You don't in have. Finance. You don't. You don't have to inform them as far as immigration is concerned. Got it. But I think in in all probability, the new employer would want me to work there full time as well. So if okay. Uh, okay. I can check if they have an address or not, if if they have the home address of the CEO that's being no, used that's as not the, that, that that doesn't work. You need to have an office know. address for them to file a H one B. And if you are moving to, even if they have an office address though, if they're very small, tiny, you're moving from a big company. What I would recommend is that before you move to the other company though, you may want the H-1B approval before you move there. Yeah, yeah, not on the, not, not, not move on the receipt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then similar to that, like on the same line, like what are the chances of me getting an RFP? I'm moving to the same industry, same job responsibilities, everything the same, but obviously from a much bigger company, it's a 10,000 plus to like three, three owner company. Yeah, just because um, just because you got the approval previously doesn't mean that it's it's any count though. Um, it depends on the company too, especially if the company, you have about 10%, just like anybody else. I wouldn't rule it as higher or lower. Got it. And how much time would it take for the H-1B transfer? They have, they have to do it everything in premium uh, if it's possible. Assuming but everything it, is premium, anywhere between three weeks to nine weeks, depending on if there is an RFE or not. <coughs> I would say since I will add four weeks, actually, four weeks to nine weeks, because you have to get the de, 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 Department of Labor approval before you file an LCA. So I would take it between uh, four weeks to nine weeks as a time period. And is there a lengthy document list? They're just afraid because they have now never done it. So they just want to make it's sure a same, that- It's the same, it's a same document list. What is there for a bigger company? Let's say if you're working for Bank of America or Wells Fargo, it's the same document list, nothing different. But they may and always how, question um, the lease and certain other things. I normally don't even deal with companies who don't have office space, even under the COVID period. Got it. Got it. And in terms of filing fees, I heard like it's close to like $3,000. That's so. Do you guys take uh, such cases if I direct no. them to you? Do, no. Would you be able to like take that case or not? No, we, we, are, a, we are a high volume company. Uh, we don't, but if you are interested in, you can drop an email. I can recommend you to the other doctors. Okay. okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rahul. Next person, please. Shubhagav Swami. Shubha for me. Am I audible? Yes. Oh, hey, thanks Rahul for taking my question. So uh, I have to, uh, a question with two parts in it. So basically for my wife, we have uh, applied for H4 and the ERE applications back in December 20. And then mm -hmm. we haven't got the biometric yet and uh, the EAD expires in the first week of May. So mm -hmm. is there anything we can do to uh, get the EAD before it expires on maybe fifth. Nothing. There is nothing we can offer you. I would recommend you to contact the ombudsman, congressman, service request 
That's all. We used to have a court litigation. We had some hiccups, so we paused it right now. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, one other question is basically, if we, uh, if for example, she goes out and uh, get, uh, so we are planning to go back to India for some time and then come back. So. Uh, if she comes back with the H4 stamp, then will there be uh, will the existing application get denied, or how does it work? Was it an extension or transfer to H4? Uh, it is an extension. So she is currently. It will not. H4. It will not be denied unless, by any chance, that they have a biometrics appointment. She doesn't go to for biometrics to be denied. Okay. And uh, if at all we just go back, and uh, I, I currently have an approved I-140, if we just go back to mm -hmm. India, what happens to that? Like, does it simply get abandoned? When you say you or? go back, you go back for a long term or just for a long term? For a long term. Assuming it, it, it gets abundant, technically speaking, about, but you can always use that I-140 to come back into the United States on a different company at any point of time in your life. For example, you have an I-140 approval. Let's say your priority date is 2019. You leave the country, you go to India. In 2025, you decided, hey, let me come back to USA. You can always come back. You can come back with a H-1B with a different company at any point of time in your life before you die. And when you come back, the new company can file a labor and I-140 and put this date into this company. Okay. I'm assuming that this I-140 has been approved for more than 180 days. Uh, it is. Okay. It is. Then you're good. That, that, so that's stamped in your, it's tattooed to a face and you cannot take it off. It will be there for you forever, whenever you want to use it. To port the date, to apply for the H4 EAD, to apply for a new H1B to a different company. For all those purposes, that I-140 is good for you. Next person, please. Right. Thank you so much. Vikram. Hi, Rahul. I have a quick question. Uh, this mm -hmm. is about my fiance. So uh, uh, we didn't yet get married, but uh, she's not on it for it. So so I have, uh, what do you call, if her company allows her to work from USA, is it possible to work from here? Legally? So she's in India She's in India right now, is it right? Yes, yes. We apply the rule of but. This is a but. So wherever the but sits, the rule is applicable. If she is sitting in United States, if she has worked, that means that she is working in United States, she must have a work permit to do so. Okay, got it. And she can, another, people can sit in India and work for US companies. That's perfectly legal. They don't come under US immigration law. But when your butt is sitting in USA, the laws of the USA are applicable. If she wants to work, she has to get a work permit. Okay, okay, got it. And. Uh, um, well, basically, right now, their company is also uh, filing for H-1B um, mm -hmm. uh, with those documents. And another company over here is also uh, one of my friends' company. They are also filing for an H-1B. Is it fine mm -hmm. to drop off two applications? We normally think so that the second company that is filing is always a fraudulent company. That's the way we feel about it uh, because at least 18 to 20 employers go every year to jail for filing these things. And these are not publicized information though. If some people get affected, they don't want to come on our Facebook and be next to us to announce their, hey, you know, they got, their life got ruined. They don't want to do it. But when we tell people, they don't believe it. But I'm, my suggestion is stay away from these duplicate filings. That's my suggestion strongly. And if you want to, 
check with the company if, if she is some caliber and then they want to i want to check it by a, a lawyer to make sure he certifies everything is good next person please thank you monica monica yes i can um so i'm on my h1b right now uh, mm -hmm. on extension and i have it until 2023 and i recently mm -hmm. changed my client um mm -hmm. and i did not file my lca or amendment and i want to go to india and i'm in the same location as my previous project um and i am eligible for the visa drop box do you think i can go to india with my previous lca amendment uh, it's going to be tough they are asking the end client letter right now the problem is that your end client is different legally speaking about you are eligible for getting the stamping but we are facing a lot of problems in the consulate um So if I provide the end client letter, then I might get a two twenty one G. Yeah, because they don't see the end client that you're speaking. Let's say, for example, you know you are in Dallas and you're working for Pepsi instead of working for Verizon, um, and they see the, when they see in the document list, they have their databases, right? I mean, they go and pull out the file. Oh, end client is Verizon, but I got a letter from Pepsi. I don't have it on the record. Let me inquire about it. Put a two twenty one G on you. and then i'll worry about it about it later on maybe 3 or 4 months you lose the job and you will withdraw your own application uh or i'll see about that that's how the tendency is right now i would avoid in these circumstances next person please or you can Thank amend you. it and get approval and then go okay yeah sure thank you the last caller today guys uh, it's about 201 last uh, uh hello Hi Raul. So uh, yes, I am. Yeah, actually I am on the EB two uh, application right now. I my I for this four eighty five is already applied, and mm -hmm. I am working with the same company for last ten years. And now my mm -hmm. priority date will become current in next month. So my daughter also has applied for four eighty five as my dependent, but now she is twenty four years now. when she was applied she was uh, around 14 years at that time but now she is 24 years so are there any wait wait wait, wait wait when did you, when did you apply for adjustment of status uh that was in year 2013 ah fine she is safe she will get the green card oh so i do not have to do any specialized processing for her right no sir no sir um i want to do uh, because the final action dates and filing dates came in 2015 they were never existing in 2013 at the time i think so it's 2012 that you filed correct me if i'm wrong um, um yeah it might be uh, only for one month it was current and then it got retrobacked at that okay, time okay but either My way either way actually, either uh, way either way you filed before 2015 either it's 2013 yes. at that time the final action dates were current and she was under 21 at the time when you filed the adjustment of status your i140 was approved at the time you filed so her age is locked yes. up and she is not aging technically oh that's a great news so it's called and child I... child service protective act that is what it is i i would still recommend you have a consultation with me to go over i know the answer is very good but i just want to make sure uh -huh. that double check everything check all the thing receipt notices final action dates i140 approvals i would like to check all those things um and then confirm it looks like she's good 99% of the time but i just you know this is a very sensitive issue so that's the reason i 
would want you to have a consultation and then uh, in that way then then you're in a good shape yeah i i would really like to do that so whom yeah. can i contact for the appointment you you can go you can go to rnlawgroup.com you can make an appointment with me and when you do so i want to see the i140 approval of you for it for a seat notice of mm-hmm. your daughter for it for a seat notice of mm-hmm. you i want these three things uh-huh. to be seen okay, okay. and also Thank when you. you email me the date of birth of your daughter okay yeah i'll do thank that you guys yeah thank, thank you guys you. the next zoom conference will be tomorrow at 4:30 don't forget that we do have a youtube and facebook live um, at 5 o'clock today it will be one hour we will take live question answers for you guys thank you guys hello and welcome to ready and newman's daily podcast your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the united states ready and newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases this podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys as well as discussions on hot immigration topics Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host, 